warm calls, um, notes, handwritten notes, and we do Popeyes every month. This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our Take Action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acri, and our guest today is Stacy Allwine. Stacy is a top producing realtor and team leader at the Allwine team at Real and ranked in the top 100 realtors for the DC metro market. With over 20 years of experience in buying, selling, and investing in real estate, Stacy is relationship focused first and foremost. So much so much so that her and her team produced $57 million in sales, wow. with the majority of those clients being repeat transactions and referrals. Stacy, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. I am so glad to be here. Stacy. it is amazing to have you. I got to meet you at an event, and I remember coming off stage speaking there, and, and we connected, and you were like, hey, everything you are preaching about relationships, I've lived. And I'm like, okay, we got to interview you on our podcast, because when you find true practitioners, like Josh and I are marketing, we say this all the time, so we, we're out here teaching it, right, preaching it, but we're not the true practitioners. You're the true practitioner uh, that has been living and breathing this idea of relationship marketing, relationships over transactions, focusing on referrals. Would love for you to share, you know, what made you go this route of relationships when you look at your business today? Why do you believe it's relationships? Why do you believe it's referrals? Why not lead gen on Zillow, Facebook ads? Like what's your thought there? So I, I kind of made this decision years ago and I can bring it right back to 2010. I got in the market in 2008. It wasn't a, a great time to get into real estate and I learned what, you know, what am I doing here? And you had to do a lot more than put a sign in the yard and sell a house. And from 2008 to 2010, I was like, what am I doing? And I, um, I'm going to like throw this all up to like the Brian and Buffini, Brian Buffini coaching company, because I saw him locally just at a, a conference and I heard him talking about doing your business by referral. And I was like, I can do that. Like I can't, I can't go knock on people's doors and I can't cold call. That's not me, but I am a relationship person. And, um, back, you know, that many years ago, I made that decision and, um, it just all resonated with me. So when you think about like nurturing your relationships, right? Cause everybody wants mm -hmm. to get more referrals. How do you think mm -hmm. about your database and how you nurture it? How have you generated, I think you, what, said 57 million, mm -hmm. right? Uh, what produces that number of referrals, repeat business? What uh, marketing campaigns are you doing to them? So it's, it's so simple. And I try to tell that to like my agents on my team or new agents that I'm bringing on. I mean, yeah, we work really hard, but it's, it comes down to such basic things as warm calls, um, notes, handwritten notes, and we do Popeyes every month. 
And of course, there's other things. You know, we do client client events that are very, very successful. Um, we're very well known in our community. We live yeah. in a small, a big community, but we've made it small. It's a great community to live in. And we're, we're very well known here. You know, people will um, say like, oh, we know the online team. Oh, we know Stacy. And, and, you know, I walked into Staples yesterday and I was walking in and some lady was walking out and she's like, Stacy. And I was like, hi. And then I had to, I had to say, I know I know you, but that's, that's the kind of thing that, um, you know, we have built and um, that's what works for us. Talk about the actual process of the Popeye, because I know we did a webinar recently where someone mentioned, you know, these Popeyes that they do that really contributed their success. And the number of people that chatted in and were like, how do you do it? What do you do? Yeah. I think a lot of people don't do the Popeye because they don't know what to expect. How are you mm-hmm. uh, coaching your agents or how, how have you found success in actually doing the Popeye? Is it is it the same way every time? Are you calling, texting ahead of time? How does it work? So, you know, I think there's always you know, always improvement to be made, but I think consistency is the biggest thing. So, you know, we do them every single month. Uh, we have a, a team manager who is kind of the heart and soul of our team. And Fatima, she, you know, we go through and figure out what we're going to do for the year. We might kind of adjust it as we go along, but she has them ready for us. And we religiously, you know, get those done. So, we individually, each agent decides, you know, who are we gonna, we're gonna send them to. So for Mother's Day, our Popeyes were mimosas. So it was a little bottle of champagne, a That's little perfect. bottle of orange juice <laughs> with some cute little tag of, you know, for Mother's Day. So we picked, you know, I picked my 20 people that I was gonna go see. So, you know, I would stop by their house. I don't text and tell them I'm coming. Once in a while I might, but, you know, not typically. So. You know, Mother's Day mimosa is really easy to give on the Saturday before Friday before no one's turning um, that Mother's down. Day. <laughs> Nobody's turning it down. And um, so, you know, it's really easy just to leave my car running, knock on the door. Hey, happy Mother's Day. I hope you have a great weekend. Um, you know, and then people are like putting that on social media. And then other people are like, hey, wait, I didn't get one. Like, you know, so we, we get that kind of like thing going. And people really like that. Are you um, are you so, doing twenty different either, people a month? Like, is it twenty pe- different people every month? Is that how you sort yeah, of? Yeah, it's it's different people every month. And then the one thing I do do if somebody's not home, is I always take a picture of it, text them, and I'm like, hey, so sorry I missed you. Hope you had a great Mother's Day. Nice. That's um, awesome. And I'm just using you know Mother's Day as, as an example. Um, some of our are really cool ones too, and they're all people are doing the same one. So say they're really cool but you know in st patrick's day we do like the scratch off lottery tickets but we don't just like hand them a lottery ticket you know we have it made up in a cute little cello bag with candy and that kind of thing um we just try to do stuff it doesn't really matter what it is it's just a matter of them knowing that you care about them and that you're reaching out to them Mm. when you uh have the when you have the combo, do you ask for referrals ever in those combos or do you keep it strictly about the gift? Like, how do you go about that? So, I mean, the ideal thing is to, you know, be able to see them face to face. And if, you know, if you sold them a house, you know, how's your house? How's it going? You know, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, are you planning to stay here? Have that brief conversation. And definitely, like, if you know anybody that's looking, you know, don't believe everything that you hear in the market, you know, have those kind of conversations. Let me know if I can help anybody. So, um, yes, if, if, you know, that's the perfect Popeye. Is it always perfect? No. Um, if you're texting, definitely, you know, say, hey, if there's anybody I can help, 
or if you guys, you know, thinking about selling, you know, do you know, you know, what your value of your home is, all those things that are, we all are supposed to be doing every single day, try to slip those in. What about your warm calls? You mentioned that as one. Is there, do you have a particular cadence for that or how do you approach um, those warm calls? I don't, I don't have like a specific like script or anything like that, but I just try to, um, so based on my business and what I need to do, I need to do 10 calls a week. I need to do, which doesn't sound like a lot. Um, it's a lot more than what most people are doing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm not saying I always do them, but I'm saying I'm supposed to do 10 calls a week. Oh, there we go. So 10 (laughs) 10 calls a week, 10 notes a week and 20 pop buys a month. So that's, that's really attainable. Um, so, you know, just calling people, just, you know, calling friends, calling past clients. I mean, I feel like my past clients are my friends. Half of them are like my neighbors, or I've lived in the same community with three different houses for 30 some years. So it's so easy to reach out and call people and it doesn't really matter what you're calling them about. You know, I could just be calling, Hey Luke, how you doing? How's the baby doing? Um, that kind of thing. And then, you know, lead it. People want to know about real estate. So you talk to them. Um, and then hopefully you're also calling people that have mentioned, hey, I might want to sell my house this year. And so those are the best warm calls that you can make. Um, I'm also really involved in um, community and giving back. Mm-hmm. I'm on the board of a recovery high school. Okay. Um, so I'm, I, it's easy when you are involved and you can, you know, call, you know, call those people too. And then you become their, I mean, I'm, feel like I'm their local real estate expert as well. That's not why I do those things, but you know, there's just so many different reasons to call people. Hey, real estate agents, are you looking for an incredible way to generate a consistent flow of new leads for your business? Try our Facebook lead generation program. The hardest thing for real estate agents when it comes to running Facebook ads is you're not sure how to create an audience on Facebook's management to actually be effective. You're not sure what the copy should be or the creative for the ad and even how much you should spend every single day to make sure you get a consistent flow of leads. We take care of all of that for you. Our team of Facebook lead generation experts have your back. After spending millions in Facebook ads ourselves, we know which ads generate the best leads and we'll set everything up for you. Some of our clients have spent as little as $10 a day on their ads and are getting an average of 34 new leads every month. Plus, there's no contract and you can pause your ads whenever you like. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidFollowUp and start getting a regular flow of new leads as soon as tomorrow. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidFollowUp. Take action on this today. There's a couple new agents that I've been interacting with and giving advice to. And the one that's had the most success, he's closed like three deals in 45 days. He just got in. But it is so similar to what you're saying. Like he set a goal to do a cup of coffee or lunch with a person in his sphere every single day. And wow, he that's call- awesome. Right, yeah. And he called all of his friends, all his fear, just to get coffee with him. Mm-hmm. Then he started a dad's group because he has like four young kids. And I so he it. started this dad's group where he gets dads together once a month to do like throwing axes, stuff like that. And he started this like dad's give back type group. And it's yeah. just like, so it's so similar. And you would think, oh man, what is the difference between him and the other people that I've been interacting with? It's just the relationship. Like he just has had coffee, had lunches with so many people 
he has invited everybody in his sphere to his dad's group. And, you know, he's getting 15 to 20 people to show up to that a month now. And so it's like giving back in that way, focusing on the relationship seems simple, but it is the most powerful. It is the absolute most powerful. It is, and then the business will come. If you don't focus on, I mean, that's my opinion. If you don't focus on, I have to get this deal, I have to get this deal, you focus on building all these relationships. And the same thing with my team. And like, so my son works on my team. Michael's 28. He got in the business when he was 19. And um, he, he, I mean, we wouldn't sell $57 million for any of the years that we've had. I mean, last it was me and him pretty much um, doing that. And he is all about like, he's young. I was all these young first time buyers. Um, my daughter is a little bit older than him. She's not a realtor. She's a teacher, but all her friends. And it's like, people just, just gravitate to him because they see what he's doing on social media. He, he's got three kids. He's got a little farmette. They see the different things he's doing and they're like, wow, he's really real. He, you know, he's, he's doing all this. And, and he responds to me and that's what people want. They want to see people that um, are welcoming to them. They feel like they can trust them. And, you know, we, we have one of our client events we have at his property. He has a few acres with animals and we have like a mobile axe throwing there. Oh, and nice. We, it was really cool. And it's always kid friendly. And so, you know, people want to come and they, they don't have to be clients. You know, it's people that are referred us and neighbors and they're always big, huge events. How many and, people do you normally have like at an event and how much does an event like cost? Do you get sponsors to like, like it's throwing an event seems like a huge ordeal, but Josh and I have seen and mentioned it multiple times on the show that all top producers are throwing events. Yeah. So we try to do like three a year. This year has been yeah. a, like an odd year for us, but um, so we typically like last year we did like around this time we did the axe throwing event at his house and then had the food truck, um, which did like grilled it was grilled cheese please or oh, something. Nice. So they did all different kinds of grilled cheese and ice cream and everything. And so that one wasn't as expensive. We didn't have to pay for a venue. Um, we always have one at his house, but we paid for a tent and chairs and, and the food and the axe strike. Probably cost us about $3,000, $2,500, 3000 It wasn't terrible. Yeah, not great bad. turnout and great turnout. So worth it. We probably had, I mean, when I say a great turnout, it was right before school started. We probably had a hundred people. Wow. So wow. I think that was good for a, you know, just a weeknight kind of thing. And how, how many did you invite? Do, like how many invites do you send um, out? We probably invited like 200 people, That's awesome. 225, cool. something like that. Um, our big event every year that we never miss is our pie party. And I know every realtor has a pie party, but I really think our pie party is off the charts. I think no matter where we do it or what we do, I always think the day of nobody's going to show up. And every year it gets bigger and bigger. That's amazing. So no matter where we have it, it's it's awesome. And I think we've narrowed it down that we used to do it on a Saturday, we switched it to a Sunday. Um, we have to have TVs, it has to be when football's on. Um, we have done it from a restaurant to a, a golf club. Um, and we just have beer and wine and appetizers and it's three hours and people come early and they stay late. And we always do like a toys for tots. People bring that. Everybody goes home with pumpkin pie. I love that. Um, but people come because they like want to see the people that they know. They want to see 
people that they met the year before or their neighbors or like, you know, they start asking us now, like, when's the party? Are you having your party? It's, it's, it's become a, like a thing every year. Yeah. I need to find a realtor that will invite me to a pie party. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I've never been invited to a pie party. <laughs> but- and that one, we always have close to 200 people. Yeah. It's amazing. Easy. And it just depends, you know, it's hard. It's right before Thanksgiving, but people are like, I need my pie for our family Thanksgiving. Like we bring, we count on that pie. And like, you know, sometimes you're like, Hey, do you have an extra one? We always have extra one. Take yeah. it. Take it. That is so <laughs> good. Our best event. It builds so much reciprocity too. They feel just obligated to you in a great way. Like they want to give back to you because you've mm-hmm. given so much to them. Um, yeah. It's just so amazing how client events are like the thing. Like, because we just are hearing it left and right all over the place. And I think it is because there's just nothing better to build the relationship, give so much value without taking, and now yeah. promote your brand. So uh, talk just a little bit, because you mentioned bringing your son into the business. Mm-hmm. How is the dynamic of the family business, bringing your son in, that dynamic, and then how big is your team? I don't know if you mentioned that or not. I don't think I did. So, so our team right now is four and we're adding another agent next week. So we'll be five. Um, Michael joined, like I said, when he was 19, college was not for him. He always, since in middle school, he was like, I'm going to be a realtor. That's awesome. He went away to college for four days and then he came home (laughs) and went to community college. Um, for a year. And it just, it just wasn't for him. He was always very entrepreneurial. That was his thing. And he um, got his license as soon as he was 18 and started started um, the business and was just really good at it. I mean, he just, you know, some people are like, oh, yeah, of course you're good at it because your mom's in it. And it's like, really, that I can't take credit for that. I can maybe take credit for, you know, getting him into it and that kind of thing. But you have to have something in your heart. You mm-hmm. have to really be a go-getter. And he absolutely has that. Um, he... From the beginning, I mean, his his first year or second year, he was like rookie of the year wow. in our in our um, association. He was just named forty under forty for wow. DC Maryland real producer. So I'm a little proud of him, even <laughs> though, but he works really hard. And you know, it's not always easy working for your mom. It's not always easy having your son work for you. But when it comes down to it, I think we do it pretty well. We work really well together, um, and we also the dynamics for the rest of the team. I make sure that I've always made sure that everybody knows that, you know, just like when you, I think like when my son would coach my kids, he was always hardest on them. You know, I, I don't want anybody to ever think that, you know, it's any different. Like yeah. he, he, he works harder than anybody and it's, it's, it's pretty obvious. So it's um, a key it's point. It's a key point you made of like, we've seen this in salespeople. We've gone up and down backwards and forwards of like, how do you hire the best people? And it really comes down to the heart of the person. Like that Mm -hmm. is what I'm learning more and more and more. There is obviously talent and intelligence and stuff like that. But those, a lot of those things like intelligence and skills can be learned for the most part, but the heart of somebody, their go-getting attitude, the passion, the hunger they have, the motivation, the drive, like that is it. Like, and he has it, right? And it's funny how it's like- absolutely. it's not even genetics. It's like he has it because I, I come from a family of eight kids and there's a lot of people in my family. They're amazing, but they don't have that 
go get her mentality. But then my other brother, he has it. Like, it's just weird. How it's like some people have that go getting mentality, that passion, that drive. Some people don't. Yeah. And I think, you know, like my daughter's a school teacher. And so my husband, uh, like he was in, he flipped houses, real estate investor, Michael, my son, you know, a realtor, I'm a realtor. Poor Emily sit around, you know, come over and visit. She's like, Oh my gosh, like I can't stand it. Like <laughs> she's the best school teacher in the world, but has no interest in, you know, in like real estate or yep. entrepreneurial kind of things. And, you know, it's just everybody's different. Yep. That's why our world goes around, right? Because we're all we're all different. But uh when I'm looking for agents as well, I'm looking for agents that, you know, they might not have tons and tons of experience or or volume sold, but if they have that that drive and that willing to learn. Like I really like to coach people up and I would rather hire somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience that's willing to learn than somebody that's already established. Spot on. Talk about your geofarming strategy because I know you're big on that. And uh, obviously that's uh, kind of community based as well. So how do you approach geographic farming? So um, I mentioned a little while ago that I've lived in the same area for 30 some years. Um, so one particular neighborhood that I raised my kids in until we moved like in 2019 is like my neighborhood. Like if another house goes on the neighborhood in that neighborhood, it's like, <laughs> it's me deep. Like how could somebody think of selling in that, in that neighborhood without using me? So um, I definitely geofarm that particular neighborhood on a regular basis. You know, they get a newsletter from me every month. Um, we do, I do handwritten notes to people in that neighborhood. I've done like Zoom calls like during um, COVID like wow. to, to like who wants to learn about what you need to do to get your house ready. And I had a great success with that. I really should do it again. Um, just target that neighborhood with postcards. Um, you know, they, they, that is my neighborhood that I do at farm. Um, and that, that's my big big area for geofarming. I would like to spread that out a little bit more because there are other parts of the area where I live that I feel like I'm pretty well known and I, I could take advantage of that. But how, it definitely works. How many touch points a month to your farm do you do? One, two, how many? Um, so two, probably two. Probably two. Okay. Well, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's what um, we have seen is that a lot of the successful people doing farming are doing about two touch points a month. Like every two weeks they're in mm-hmm. front of that. It's not always perfect. Like every two weeks, but it's, right. you know, that general concept um, that we see people doing that. Are you ever out and about and do events for that community or now do you invite them to your so, events? Yeah. So I, I do. Um, I, I need to get better at that, but I'll always like there are certain things like, the 4th of July and Labor Day and Memorial Day, there's like a big circle in that neighborhood. Like we'd always put flags up. Gotcha. Okay. People are always out, out there and they're, I don't put my sign up or anything like that, but they're like, you know, on their Facebook page, Stacey Allwine's Sabbath again. Thank you for doing that. And I don't even live in that neighborhood where I live a couple miles from there. Um, when um, we put signs up for weekend signs and everything, like I don't typically put my signs up in that neighborhood, I try to put my signs up. And if I'm out there, like on a Friday, people are like beeping their horn or, you know, and then I like to do just regular vertical videos um, in that neighborhood. I'll just go stand out there and be like, Hey, I'm in Summerfield. Um, You know, and just talk about that. Nice. Also the elementary school, 
that serves that neighborhood is located right in the neighborhood. And um, we do a lot of things for the school. Um, so like I just ran into the guidance counselor yesterday and um, she's like, oh, it's almost time. Like we need water bottles. Like when it started with COVID, they weren't allowed to use the water fountains anymore. Wow. So we started um, ordering water fountains, water fountains. We started ordering water bottles that had um, our name on them and um, kids would come home. I would have clients call me and say, my kids said, Hey, that's our realtor. That was so cool that you gave them water bottles. We sponsor their 5k. You know, we do everything for the school and it's right in the neighborhood. So we'll do videos for that. Like, we try, I really try to hit that neighborhood hard with a lot of different things. That's brilliant. That's, that's really awesome. good. Love it. No, that's fantastic. I think you're very attuned to the needs of the community and you're very focused on who you would like to work with, which all obviously have been a tremendous recipe for success. Stacy, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Before we close out, uh, let people know how they can connect with you. So um, you can reach me at Stacy Allwine at Real Broker. My phone number is 301-606-6716. My email is stacy at allwineteam.com and our website is allwineteam.com. Awesome. There you go. Thank you all so much for listening. You can get all of those uh, links and contact info that Stacy mentioned all in one place over at statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and want to share your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. We'll read it here on the show. And the best way to show your support is to share this episode with a friend. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com where you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke. Okay, Chris, Stacy, amazing. You did not disappoint. I didn't think you would, but amazing stuff. There's a reason why she's successful, everyone. And you can just hear it. You can see it and practice just in, the, in her talking. Very consistent in what she's doing. And my action item for you guys, I have two challenges. You don't have to choose both. It'd be great if you chose both, but choose one of them. One challenge is pick your 20 people this month and go pop by their house. Do something nice for them pop by their house, catch up with them. That's one challenge. Either do that one or challenge number two, plan your own pie event. (laughs) We got Thanksgiving right around the corner. (laughs) Do your own pie event. My brother does a pie event. He got like 69 five-star reviews just from his pie event, let alone all the goodwill and the relationships and the deals that came from it. Do your own pie event. You're missing out if you don't. So take advantage. If you're a superstar, do both challenges. But if you're, you know, mediocre, just do one of the challenges, right? <laughs> no, but the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in all industries is top producers actually take action. So take action on that today. <laughs> <laughs>